Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuning in to Number One Prince of that Waves with your host, Prince George. Here we go. On Warfare Radio Alliance on Block Talk Radio. What up, what up, y'all? Welcome to Number One Prince of that I'm your host, Prince George. Welcome to Number One Prince of that I'm your host, Prince George, y'all. Um, yeah, you know, this show is brought to you by Warzone Comics and Zone Radio Alliance, y'all. Um, today... Uh, you guys already know um, the show. I'm mean, letting you guys know ahead of time today. You know you heard of the red, the, you heard of the red, the the orange, the purple, the the green lines, and all that. But it's the red, the black, the white, the silver, y'all uh, lines. And today, you know, we're gonna play maybe three, play a couple songs for you guys today. But we do have a, a special guest coming in the studio today. Uh, name uh, her name is uh, Tiffany R. Easley. Uh, from a uh, company called Soar, um, so Beyond, or uh, and Enterprises. Uh, so um, a little later on today, just in a few minutes, she's gonna come into the watch. She's coming to the studio. Uh, we're gonna technically um, go from that from there. Right now, while she comes in the studio, we're going to go into a song entitled. All I want to be written by Joel Sauce Easy for Easy Trinity Music One for Awards on Records, y'all. And this song is off of the book Becoming Soundtrack, y'all. All I ever wanted to be, all I ever wanted to be, yo, wanted to be, wanted to be, all I ever wanted to be, yo, wanted to be, wanted to be. All I ever want to be is a good boy, good man, good son, good brother, good grandson, and husband. Seen is good with the room to be better, better yet, wonderful godsons. Even when people try to say or pretend that I wasn't, but because people sometimes don't try to give me the time of day, stuck to myself and let the God lead the way. Feeling ready, feeling real good today, and the day ain't even over, and I got such a scope of how fit. Leaving people on their own mental trip of that. When in fact I got on my knees and paid for things to be better. Better. All right, y'all. That song is entitled "All I Want to Be," written by Joseph Easley for Easy Trinity Music One. Four words on record, y'all. And that song's off the books becoming your soundtrack, y'all. Like I said, the artist is Baby G. All right, y'all. We're about to go into this one more, uh, one more song. Um, and this song is off, is off of the Badge of Honor soundtrack. And this song the song's entitled "Badge of Honor" uh, for the Most Picture soundtrack. And this song is written by Dale Anderson. And uh, for Easy Trinity Music One, for Wars on Records, y'all. And the artist is uh, Dan Anderson, y'all.
All right, y'all. That was song was entitled "A Badge of Honor," y'all, written by Dale Anderson off the book "The Badge of Honor" soundtrack, y'all. Um, that was published by Easy Trinity Music for Wars on Record, y'all. The artist is uh, Dale Anderson, y'all. Like as promised, you guys, we're gonna have our special guest Tiffany R. Easley in the studio today. She came into the studio today, and we're going to talk to Tiffany about her company. Her company, Tiffany, uh, our enterprises, and her company called Soar. So, Tiffany, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am blessed, actually. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. I am so honored to be here. Okay, so um, what... Okay, tell us a little about yourself before we go into about what story is. So, tell your, your fans about who you are. Sure. So I am a very energetic person who doesn't function before 12 noon, um, love life. I am an introvert, believe it or not, and um, I love to inspire and encourage people. I am a entrepreneur by evening and I work corporate job by day and I love all things pink. I am obsessed with the color pink. 
It is, um, I'm a girly girl at heart and living my best life right about now. Anything else you want to know about me? So what is SOAR and how did it come about? I love this question. I um, I think out of all the interviews I've done, you are the only one that has asked it this way. So I'm excited to answer it. Um, SOAR is an acronym that actually was given to me when I was 19 years old. And I had no idea what I was supposed to do with those four letters. And I didn't know what it was going to become. I, I dibbled and dabbled with it. And as I look back over SOAR and the evolution of it, I've, it actually came to me when I was 19 in 1995. And it didn't begin to like take on its own identity until about 2016, when I gathered a couple of friends at that time, we all were going through this whole thing of trying to navigate corporate, trying to figure out, are we going to do corporate life? Are we going to do corporate and entrepreneurship? What does that look like? And then in 2018, I actually wrote a book called The Journey to Soar Beyond. That was the first time I ever and my actual story, and from there, SOAR just took on its entire own life. People literally began to know SOAR as its own brand, as its own entity, aside from Tiffany R. Easley Enterprises. So SOAR is its own baby. I love it. I love when people say you're the SOAR lady. And I'm like, I am the store lady, but my name is Tiffany. So that's kind of a, a snippet of the evolution of store. And uh, I'm sure we'll get a little deeper about the why behind it and all of those things. I mean, um, so have you ever, um, when you're doing store and doing your your corporate thing have you ever just have you ever felt like giving up on doing store or any other or corporate life and moving into a different profession yet again another great question i am loving your question um absolutely absolutely so store was really birthed out of a pain point in my life so basically just a short i've learned to tell my story in very concise point. So I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer when I was three. And at six, I had uh, found out that I had a cyst at the base of my brain. And at that point, the doctor, you know, they laid all the options on the table and the table was, we're going to remove this cyst. It's in a very dangerous location. Your daughter may or may not come out the same and she may or may not come out. But once they began to put me under, the neurosurgeon at that time said, you know what, we're not going to do that. So they explained this entire process to be 11 hours. Could you imagine that in two and a half hours, the doctor was calling my mom saying, hey, we're done. And my mom thinking, what do you mean you're done? He said, 11 hours, she's going to be on a heart bypass, see all these things. And so... At nine, I had other things happen. Uh, I began to uh, have some similar symptoms to those at three, so we thought cancer was back. And I began to have to talk about infertility because I lost my left ovary. So SOAR was birthed out of a life of pain. So there are definitely days, there are definitely weeks, there are definitely moments where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And every single time I make a decision to say, I'm not going to do entrepreneurship. I'm not going to do stores. Something will happen. There'll be a post on social media. There'll be a time hop on social media. There'll be somebody who says, you know what? I saw your video from years ago, or I read your book, or, you know, somebody will inbox me. Could you join Um, my podcast, or I ran across your, I mean, something will happen to remind me that SOAR and Tiffany R. Easley Enterprises is not about me. It's about the people that need to be reminded that no matter how difficult your journey is, you have a purpose 
and you have people that are tied to that purpose and you need to continue on the journey, difficult or not. Um, there was a, a person years ago who I was really close to at that time, and she said it may be difficult, but it's doable. So that stays in the back of my mind consistently. This road that I've been given, uh, that I, I believe God has chosen me to, to journey, is sometimes difficult, but it's doable. So even when I want to give up, I keep going because there's people that need to understand a diagnosis is not a death sentence. It's actually a life sentence, and I need to help them travel that and transform their pain into purpose. Okay. So I was, I was sitting reading your, your bio, and mm-hmm. it was basically saying that you help other people through SOAR. So, and that you have a, a five uh, uh, five R principles. What mm-hmm. can you explain what that mean, what that actually means? Absolutely. So when SOAR started, it didn't have five R's. I SOAR has totally evolved. Um, five R principles. Uh, the first one is right vision. I believe as and, and we'll use what it was founded on. Right. So it was founded on helping someone uh, soar beyond the trauma of a diagnosis. So one thing that I can say for myself, having experienced a chronic illness diagnosis, because my cancer diagnosis was stage two, but it was age three, and it was ovarian cancer. So as I've lived through this, I've learned that ovarian cancer typically is not diagnosed that early because the symptoms emulate things that are everyday common diagnosis, like irritable bowel syndrome, things that they can't find. So by the time they find ovarian cancer, it's usually stage three or stage four, which are your latter stages. So one thing that a lot of people that are diagnosed with, when they hear diagnosis, they automatically think, I'm going to die. So we start with the first R, which is having the right vision, seeing life and not death. So that's R number one. The second R is um, the right responsibility, R-O in store, which is ownership. Owning what is yours and giving away what is not. I think a lot of times in any journey, not just chronic illness, we are responsible. We take on the responsibility of how people respond to us, and that's not our job, right? Or we take on the responsibility of this illness owns my body, and it does not. I totally believe in positive affirmations. I totally believe you have the power to speak things in existence. I totally believe that you can command your body to do things that you normally wouldn't think about. I can give you a laundry list of things that I have taught my body to say, you are not going to fail me today. Now, that means that I have to eat right. That means I have to get adequate rest. That means I have to do things that my body needs in order for it to give me results. So having the right responsibility means that I own what belongs to me and I don't take on all the other things, like the negative attitude, the negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to make it. All of those things, are not your responsibility. And when you're fighting an illness, you cannot have it. So that's the second R, right? Responsibility. Um, A, which is attaining, which having the right plan. You have to plan. There were many times during that 16-year stint of illness, I literally had to plan how to get from point A to point B. The biggest I would say explosion in my life was at 19 when I'm supposed to be, you know, going to college. I was about to go to an HBCU. People who are familiar with HBCUs know that's like the the lifetime dream of someone such as myself, the first generation to go, you know, so I was very excited. I ended up having a surgery that almost ended in death. I went in, you know, I wasn't debilitated, but I was not at my best. I had really bad headaches. I wasn't functioning well cognitively. Um, My performance in school was very, very bad. But I literally walked out of that surgery a totally different person. So my right planning meant I went from 
not being able to walk on my own, not being able to see clearly, not being able to eat. I went from that to planning a process every day. Okay, Tiffany, you have to push. You have to take three steps today. You have to eat something today. So having the right plan. And then uh, so that see it, own it, attain it, re-gift it. This was a difficult one for me because a lot of times when you're ill, it, you, you kind of take it internally, right? All about me, all with me, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Well, it's not. What I've learned about and through SOAR, I've learned through my own program that life, the situations, the circumstances, things that happen to us, are not about us. It's actually for us to experience those things for someone else that's attached to us later in life. So regifting it. So R is regifted. Regift your experience. Learn to share it with someone else. Learn to share your story in a powerful way. There were a, there were times in my life where I could not. If you would have asked me to come on your show, I couldn't do it because I was still angry that this life was given to me, right? Because I stayed sick for so long. I was still bitter that I had to take this journey. I was still frustrated that my life wasn't exactly what I had thought it would be. But now that I'm past the healing of all of those things, I literally am able to re-gift the process to other people and say, hey, I've been there. I know. It seems horrible. It seems like not fair, but how do we get through that? A lot of the work that I do with clients is this simple. I, I agree. You can grieve what you've lost, but you can't stay there. What we need to work on is redesigning your mindset. And then the final R is actually I soar, which is right position. When you do all of that work, when you do, as I say in the book, inner, I-N-N-E-R, me work, you are ready and in position to help other people. That is when you really can take whatever your platform is and bring other people along and help them see that diagnosis what or whatever the thing is, is not the end of life. And I tell people all the time, there are people I've met on my journey and their illness, they succumb to the illness, but their life became legacy. And all the things that they did along their life journey is still living, although their body is not with us, their spirit, their memory, their, the things that they accomplished, the mantras that they left, they're still here. So those are the five R principles. Okay. So, like, what are the other um, projects? You were saying that you write books, but can you explain that in more detail, like other projects you're working on or done or whatever that fan, that, that your the listeners can pick up about about your either yourself or about SOAR or anything else? Sure. So, projects. So, I've done a lot of collaborative work, but my biggest, Biggest baby, as I like to call it, is the book, The Journey to Store Beyond. It's available on my website, TiffanyRE.com. Um, the other thing that I'm, I'm working on or I have available is the podcast um, for After a Diagnosis with Tiffany. Typically, that podcast is me bringing on other people who have a story, who have gone through something. And honestly, here's the truth. Everybody has a story. Their story may not be laced in survivorship of a disease, but everybody has a story. Every single one of us, every person listening today has a story. And I believe that the power of your story was given to you to draw people for myself to the kingdom. That's why it was there. That's why you have it. That's why you have the access. That's why you have all these Thing, um, all of these pieces so you can draw different types of people. So the podcast, the books, I have several other books. Uh, one of my other solo projects is Victoria's Affirmations for Women. I've done, like I said, other collaborative work. And um, I actually have a project coming out pretty soon. I'm hoping to get it out in August. And it's the TV show, the Tiffany Easley show. And that show is 
again, all things survivorship, but taking on a life then we're going to talk about mindset work because mindset is powerful. I don't think, I'm not going to say think, I would not be where I am today in my business, in my life, uh, as far as my, my work, family, friends, all of the things. I would not be where I am if I did not change my mindset because there was a moment in life where I really just wanted to say, you know what, this life is horrible. Life sucks. I don't want it. I'm not going to try to develop it. I'm not going to navigate it. I'm not going to figure it out. Like, it just, it's going to be what it's going to be, and I'm not going to try to deal with it. And so um, the TV show is going to talk about some of those things and bring some people in that helped me in key areas of my life. Not just the diagnosis. Like, I have an amazing business uh, for my business. I have an amazing tax consultant turned big brother. I mean, he has literally taught me the tax game. And I, I, because when I started my business, I didn't know about tax. I didn't know. I mean, I know we got sales tax and we got some states have state tax. I know that. But like the ins and outs of business tax and what can be written off. And I didn't know any of that stuff. And he literally educated me. Um, You know, he taught me how important it was to buy my first home and, you know, looking at the value of where to buy and just, you know, my real estate, all of these people that have touched a certain part of my life that really made a difference. And it was all tied to mindset of a survivor. Because once you survive something, your mindset really changes, but you also have to do some work. You really, because I, I never thought, I was like, you know, I'll never have a home. I'll always be a renter because I have medical bills. And, you know, individuals who help me navigate that whole process of understanding how um, I do work in an industry where I understand medical billing. But had I not, now I understand how to navigate it, you know, understanding how to get the right medication, uh, understanding how to get it covered with insurances, and all of those things is life. So that's the angle of the TV show. That's forthcoming. I don't know when the first episode will launch. I, I've recorded it. I'm waiting on edits and all of those things and then getting it over to the team. But let me see. I think that's about it. Uh, opportunities are always open for a discovery session with me. If you want to coach with me, I have a few clients right now amazing people. I love them to pieces because we go in and, and we dig deep. We dig deep and we we help them dream again. We help them dream again and we help them empower. Uh, I empower them to to have the desired life, to have that dream life despite the diagnosis. So that's a little bit of what's going on in my world. Okay. Speaking of Speaking of people who help you out, Speaking of the idea, you help other people and you learned a lot about yourself and things of that nature. And I know it probably wasn't an easy road, but who were the people who was your inspiration or who are your inspirations in this journey that you're, that you're traveling? You know, this question was tough for me because typically people who are asked these type of questions, they go for like the movie stars and the famous people and I wanted to go that route, but that wouldn't be me. So my number one inspiration is my mom, and I'll tell you why. My mom was a single mom, single mom who raised a child who was diagnosed with cancer at three and had 16 years, so from three to 19, my mom took care of me with the help of, of course, the extended family, but she was my sole, uh, sole caretaker for 16 years dealing with chronic illness after chronic illness after chronic illness. And when I tell you that lady what is amazing, is amazing. And, you know, eight, so about for eight years, she ended up on dialysis herself. She um, got a kidney three years ago. So she went through a kidney transplant two years ago. She went through her own battle of, uh, chronic illness where she had a huge um, infection known as MRSA or MRSA 
complicated by a brain embolism, a heart attack, and a stroke. And she was over 70 when all of this happened. And she went from not even knowing who I was to now living on her own again. That's a hero to me. That lady is phenomenal. So she, to me, is like inspiration beyond inspiration. And I loved how um, I was able to flip the the caregiver scene, right? So she cared for me. So for so many years, I was able to care for her. The other person that's my inspiration, I never got a chance to meet this young lady. But her name was Jordan. And Jordan was 21 years old when she lost her battle to a very rare form of cancer. But when I tell you this, Jordan, it was something about her. I saw pictures of her. I've talked to her mom. Um, I know her. I know her dad. I'm not like close to him or anything. I know her grandparents. Well, her life. You, you know, there's people that live, and then there's people that just. I mean, they blow the the box off of life, and she did that. Like twenty, the just the energy she had, the the light. She literally was like, so I, I told her mom, I said, she'll forever be my Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman had like all these powers and Wonder Woman was like, she was a wonder. Basically, she was a wonder. Uh, and the only downfall to Wonder Woman was the fact that she was, she did die. But Wonder Woman's legacy lived forever, and that's Jordan. So she inspires me. Um, on June 12th of this year, I took this international stage for the first time ever to share my story. And in a part of that, I shared how Jordan literally is with me. She inspires me. On my days where I'm like, I don't do this anymore, I literally remember this girl and her short time with this illness and the light that she gave and the light that still shines. So those are my inspirations. Those are a constant reminder to me, you have to keep doing it. Like, you have to do it. If they have journeyed the journey and your light did something in their life, you got to keep doing it. So those are my inspirations. I have a question. What, it, sure. what, what does it mean to be a, a survivor or thriver? Ah, great question. So, you know, anytime you overcome an illness, you're always tagged as survivor, right? Mm-hmm. So technically you have outlived what science and what medical doctors have said is the whatever, their, their list of things. But a survivor thriver is someone who has not only survived a thing, but they are living their life in such a way that it gives life to other people. So they're thriving. So I call it a survivor thriver. And the way it is written is survivor is, you know, uh, uppercase S, lowercase all letters, and thriver is in all caps because we're thriving. We are doing all that we can with the life that we have, not just living in that survival mode. Because when you're in survival mode, you're doing bare bones minimum, right? But when you're thriving, you're giving it your all. It does not matter if it's your last. It does not matter if this is my last thousand dollars, I'm putting it into this project, I don't care. I'm gonna believe that this thousand dollars is going to benefit me in such a way it's gonna produce 10,000. That's what a survivor thriver is. Okay. so. I, I, I'm, everybody out there who's listening know that we all, everybody and their mama left toes on on Facebook. But did, um, Tiffany, with, for those who's on Facebook and on social media, what is this, this, um, this live that you do on, uh, so can you explain what you do on Facebook, uh, on, uh, live? Sure. So for about, I don't know. I think it's been about two and a half, three years. I was going live every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I would go live, and I would just talk about life stuff. Because I am literally inspired by the simplest things. 
but they have so much profound impact. So it started off being midweek motivation. And I don't call myself a motivational speaker. I'm, I'm not tied to motivation. I'm inspiration. So last year we changed it to midweek inspiration. Well, with all the other things that Tiffany R. Easley Enterprises is doing and SOAR is, is becoming and is evolving into, I've gone monthly. So the first Wednesday of every month, I come on and I talk about whatever inspires. And typically, it's usually a series. Um, I did do a live this past Wednesday, and it was literally just encouraging women to attend um, a seminar that I hosted with MD Anderson about cancer symptoms women shouldn't ignore. But I used that platform, and I used that time, usually no more than 30 minutes, to talk about something that's very near and dear and important to me, to empower individuals, to inspire, and to encourage individuals along their journey. It's not just for survivors. It is just as it said. It's a midweek inspiration. Um, I like to be engaged. I like to have fun. And I welcome questions. I welcome welcome feedback. And there are times where I give prizes. And I know people are shocked because I'll be like, well, since you were the first person on, you know, inbox me your email address and I'll send you a gift. And they're like, what? I'm like, yes. I'll package it up really pretty and I'll mail it or It'll be, you know, like an e-gift card or something. But it really is just, you know, uh, Wednesday, as we all know, is what we call hump day. And literally, if you're still working a nine-to-five or even if you're, you know, running your own company, it's the middle of the week. You had a rough week. You, you got things, just millions of things going on. It's 30 minutes out of your evening for me to just really give you some inspiration, share a little bit about me, share a little bit about my brand. And of course, talk about SOAR because SOAR is what I eat, sleep, and breathe, literally. I feel like that is my baby. That is, uh, I don't have kids, but I feel like SOAR is my baby. So that's what uh, the Facebook Lives are all about. And I'm about to dibble-dabble in some Instagram a little bit because I get a lot of um, a lot of traction on Instagram. Okay. So I've, I was doing, like, I was reading your, again, I was reading your bio, doing my little research. And you were saying you were mentioning the the, the journey to soar beyond, which is that mm-hmm. one book, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is the other book? The the Psalms of the Spirit and the Victorious Affirmations for for Women. What are those books? Okay, so the journey to soar beyond is this, this is my baby. This is where soar kind of like plummeted, or not plummeted. This is where it really skyrocketed. So, this is the last solo project I did. Um, Songs of My Spirit. That's the first book I ever did. I wrote it when I was a teenager. I described it as my love, uh, love puppy. I was in love. I was writing poetry. I was writing to this love of my life, so I thought. And that's what that book was. It was the first book I ever did. And then uh, Victoria's Affirmations for Women is an affirmation book that I wrote, and I'm completely sold out, or I would show it, Um, and it's a bunch of affirmations that you can recite, and then I have questions or reflective exercises after each of the affirmations, because I I feel like if we can connect our thoughts and, and, and the way we believe we can, we have power to do some amazing things. And I'll be the first to tell you, I had some thinking, thinking. I just, I did. And, and I'm not, there's no excuse for it. But if you look at my life, I understand why I had it. So I had to have, I had to work through my mindset. But when you constantly put positive affirmations in front of you, as far as like simple ones, like this morning, I told myself, I was like, I can do all things because today was a day of, um, you know, as dealing with chronic illness, there are days where I'm just tired. Like, I can't explain it. I'm just very, very tired. So I have to do what I got to do and then take a power nap. And then I'm a whole new person. Um, so, you know, I was like, I could do all things. Or Tiff, you got this. Or, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, girl, you can do this. It's okay. Little things like that become so profound along your journey because if you give in to 
the the negative. You, you you will never ever reach where you're trying to go. So that book, Victorious Affirmations for Women, is really about victorious affirmations. You can speak these affirmations and then reflect on why you don't believe them. Why do you not believe what you are? These these are proven affirmations that each woman should believe about themselves, not because I made them up, because they're not made up. They're based on the power that you have. Because as women, we are some amazing people, right? Men are amazing as well. I'm just saying. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. I didn't say anything. I just laughed. I was about to agree with you, actually. But I'm like, you, <laughs> I'm like, you just, just speak your truth. So. But I like to say that because if people are listening, I know they're probably like, now she's a woman, but what about the men? I, I agree. As individuals, we need to understand that we have power. And it all starts in our words and our mind. And, it, you know, I, I look back at life now and I'm like, if I would have conditioned my mouth and my mind to align with all of the greatness on the inside of me, man, I'd have multiple businesses and be doing um, more amazing things. But because my mouth and my mind didn't align, I'm, I'm in a good spot. But I could be much further. But my mouth and my mind, those two things was not working because I didn't believe that, right? Because, you know, I had this pretty picture. I tell people all the time, I had this this life of you're going to go to high school, you're going to graduate at 19 because I, I my birthday's in October. And then I was sick at six, so I failed first grade because of a diagnosis I had. So, you know, I'm going to graduate college at 19. No, I'm gonna graduate high school at 19. I'm gonna graduate college in four years. I'm gonna get married, um, have a baby, have the house, white picket fence. And when it didn't happen, I was kind of like, ouch, that didn't happen. But that should have not tripped me up to continue on the journey because there were still great things that were happening. It just didn't look like I thought it was gonna look. So I sat in all the negative things instead of saying, oh, so what path should I take now? If if we would just recognize that the net what we see is negative is not necessarily negative, it's just a different direction. My life is a totally different direction than what I thought. I live in a totally different state than I ever thought I would live in. But because I was willing to remove that negative thought process and remove the I can't believe I gotta leave my family, I can't believe I gotta move to the state, I don't know anybody, oh my removing all of that saying yes i will move to texas yes i will you know go do this job and move somewhere i don't know anybody it changed my entire life it changed the trajectory of my life i've been here i think it's like nine ten years i keep losing track of that and the connections i've made the business connections i've made but again my mouth and my mind didn't align for a while so i missed all the blessings because my mouth and my mind. So my mouth would say one thing and my mind would say something else. And I'm like, wait a second. So now instead of, you know, when things don't quite line up, I stop and I pause and I say, ooh, I'm not feeling that. Or, ooh, I I don't, it's not fitting right. What is it? Instead of negatively saying, that's horrible. No, I don't do that. I literally stop and say, okay, why is it not? Why do I have this feeling? Why is it not fitting? Why is it not a good thing? Like, um, you reached out to me. I follow you on social media. I don't know you, but I never got a negative feeling about it. But as I travel through the process, you know, it was never one of those, well, why is he talking to me? What, he, you know, I, I don't get this. I don't understand because now my mouth and my mind are aligned and I understand Everything is not going to be explained to me because there's a higher power that's moving things in my favor. So I have to align with his divine design of my life. And when he's ready to show me how they work, man, he'll blow the thing up in such a way. I'll be like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, my gosh. I I mean, because my mouth. And my mind online. So I no longer speak those things, right? If I can't figure it out, I will literally 
close my mouth and journal and say, okay, what what is this? Like, I'm, you know, and I will, you know, write my my thoughts as far as you know what I'm feeling and, and say, you know, uh, some weird, some off. What is it? Is it me? Because I always say, is it me? If it's me in my way, get me out the way so I can be the conduit that I need to be. So that's kind of um, where I am with the affirmations and why that book is so important and why I can't seem to keep it on the shelf. Because every time I order them, they go away, literally. <laughs> second, uh, second interview I've had, and the book comes up, and I don't have the book. Second one. Oh, so I have a question for you. Sure. What else do you want to cover that we haven't covered, you haven't covered already? I actually think that these were some amazing questions. I think you covered everything. Um, I just encourage people to really enjoy the totality of life. Uh, I mean, life is not easy. And sometimes it's not fun. And we don't understand the go-through when we're going through. Trust me, I didn't. So 16 years of my life, when I look back at it, I didn't understand any of I didn't understand it. I didn't want to understand it. And I literally got through it. And when I got through it, I still had attitude. I was still mad. I still, I could not tell my story without crying. I could not tell my story without sound, sounding angry. Now, as you listen to me, you can see the, you can hear the passion in it, but it took time. So I just want to encourage people that whatever your story is, number one, don't be embarrassed by it because I'm pretty sure you learned from me. Number two, don't be embarrassed by where you are in the story, right? Because some of us are at the beginning of it. Some of us are in the middle. Some of us are at the evolution of that thing where it's like going into the next, the next level or the next, um, the next scene. And we're trying to figure out how it's going to work. Don't even try to figure it out. Just go with the flow. Uh, also, always understand that what you go through is getting you to something, and what you're going through is for somebody else. Don't be selfish with it. Um, be willing and open to unusual connections, because I've learned that my unusual connections have blessed me a whole lot more than those uh, where I go to a networking event and I actually know the people and I see them, but the people who, you know, messaged me or uh, emailed me or, hey, I saw your midweek inspiration or I watched your um, YouTube. I used to do a lot of YouTube videos or I watched your podcast. Those unusual interactions changed my life. I mean, immensely. So I would encourage you to just kind of go with the flow and comfortable or being uncomfortable is not always a bad thing. It's growth. I mean, when you grow, you don't get comfortable, right? Because as you grow, your clothes don't fit, your shoes don't fit. But as you begin to evolve, you, you kind of feel, okay, so I'm going to be the size of uh, size 10 and 12. That's not me for sure. Never been that size. But just saying, between 10 and 12, is going to be a size, you know, shoe size 6, 7. It is what it is, right? But as you grow, you evolve. And as you evolve, you become the person you were created to be. That's, that's it. So how do okay? So how do your the fans, the people who's listening, how do they get in touch with you if they want to know uh, to reach out because if they want to work with you in your company store? Sure. So the easiest way is to um, look me up on my website, Tiffany R Easley. So T I F F A N Y R E A S L E Y dot com. Um, you can also follow me on all social media platforms. I'm most active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm, I'm on Twitter as well, so you can tweet me if you want. At Tiffany R. Easley, I try to make it as easy as possible so I have to remember all these different names. Um, on my website, you can book sessions with me. I have free 15-minute discovery session so we can talk through if we're a match, if we fit, if SOAR is for you, if my coaching style is for you. Um, and then from my site, you can uh, view my podcast. You can do a, a pre-interview with me if you feel 
you have uh, subject matter that is aligned with our podcast. So any of those will get you directly to me or someone on my team. Okay, so you can't mention your podcast. You have a podcast without mentioning what your podcast is. How people get how people can listen tune into it. Sure. <laughs> See, I'm doing too many things, right? I need a whole second me. So Thor After Diagnosis is on oh my goodness, we've grown. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Um Yes, our last episode was uploaded July 13th, um, and then we're changing. We're going back to interview style. This last season started off with me breaking down my story, um, and the last uh, episode was about relationships. I love talking about relationships. I'm not a relationship expert, but I just talk about relationships because as a survivor, it's a, it's real interesting how you navigate relationships and not just platonic friendships, business relationships. All of those things are important. So um, we had to we had to make sure that we covered that in one of our episodes. So like you said, the your TV show is coming um, in maybe October or August or something. Maybe later August, I'm hoping. Uh, literally, it's just I need to. How can we, once it comes, what do we, where, where can we plan to see it? What kind of fast plan? Uh, what, uh, what platform? On Stage Plus. It's going to be on, that's the app. Uh, give me one second and I can tell you all the platforms. Still new to me. See how things happen when you follow when you follow what you're supposed to follow. So the platforms are Android TV, Roku TV, Chromecast, Apple TV, Apple iOS, Amazon Fire, and I gave you on stage. So that's it. Android, Roku, Chromecast, Apple TV, Apple iOS, and Amazon Fire, and the on stage app. Okay. So are you doing, when is your next, when is your next uh, Facebook Live? My next Facebook Live is going to be the first Wednesday of August, and I think I already have the topic. I may throw in an Instagram Live, uh, maybe not this week, but maybe next week. I got to fill out my schedule and see, but I, I, I'm loving IG Live. I watched a couple of people's lives, and I, I'm loving the vibe. I'm loving the feel. As you know, Facebook uh, initially was everybody was over there. Now it's the older group, which is fine. But um, I get a lot of survivor traction on Instagram. So I think it's time for me to go live and do some edgy things. Uh, I have edgy topics. I'm not afraid to talk about the ugly stuff. I'm not. Um, (laughs) But I have to know what space to talk about it in, right? Facebook ain't the space. Let's just be real. That's just not that that I'm gonna get shut down and banned and put in Facebook jail. So I'm not gonna do it. Um, but uh there are topics within survivorship that I really could talk about on Instagram. And a lot of people that follow me are like, well, what about this? And we're gonna talk about that. And I'm like, you know what? It's Instagram territory. So I think I'm gonna dive into that over the next couple of weeks. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So do um I'm about to uh, play another song. Well, is that anything you have to say as to the fans and anything else? Can you think of anything else you want to say to the fans? No, guys. Just uh, thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you guys. If you tweet me, message me, I would love to connect. Thank you for this opportunity. Funny, funny find. I did not realize we have the same last name. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, yeah, that's another. That's a that's a story for a whole nother uh, day. Uh, we, Absolutely, we, talk- <laughs> we will have to figure that thing out. I said, wait a second, it felt like my name too. So yeah, we'll definitely have to chat. But no, I uh, again, thank you for allowing me to be on your show. I'm sure we connected until whenever. 
um, I definitely would like to bring you on my show. Got to see how we'll spend it. We'll have to, I have to navigate your story, see what your story's all about. Um, you know what? It's, it's not as hard as people make it out. And I think that's, I think right now with the social media age, to be honest with you, uh, I don't really talk about my story. Uh, I think realistically, I talk about more of the the company and and what the company is and being a spokesman for the company and this and that or whatever. But I don't really go into my story as much as I probably could. And I think to a degree, um, it could either help or hurt the idea of of sometimes uh, people connecting to the brand and connecting to the brand or not connecting to the brand. I think so, but. Yeah, I'll get I'll get around I'll get around to it. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, I'm gonna go off camera, but I'm going to uh, continue to listen to the show. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We are. Uh, that is a that was a uh, great interview with Tiffany R. Easley. I really appreciate her being on air. I really appreciate you being on air and talking about your story, talking about SOAR. Um, appreciate you guys listening to uh, Tiffany R. Easley and her story. Um, I'm about to get up out of here, guys. Until next time, like I said, I always tell you guys, I'm going to bring interesting people into the into the, war, the um, war zone neighborhood, guys, and about what's going on and in their lives and things to help you guys. And with that said, until next time, same Boogie time, same FAD channel, same Warfare time zone, and we're going to leave you with a song called Dreams, y'all. Written by Joseph Easy for Easy Trinity Music 1 for on Record, y'all. And this song goes to Boogie Becoming Soundtrack, y'all. Until next time, love you lots. Dream.